Good morning, church. Well, there's a bunch of you. I said, good morning, church. Wow, wow, wow. Well, before you're seated, look at somebody and say, I'm glad you sat by me today at church. Let them know how good it is to see them, how great they're looking, how pretty they're dressed. Will you do me a favor and welcome everybody who is joining us online today. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. We appreciate you. Pray the word of God touches you uh, today. My wife is back with me today on the front row, little Lena. She's four foot one, so you can't find her easy. But uh, where we spent the day yesterday in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, any yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we went to Tuscaloosa yesterday. And, and again, my wife's from Alabama, so she was like praising the Lord on the, on the grounds of the Alabama University. And uh, I don't, I, <laughs> and uh, so we were there yesterday and we stopped at the Dreamland Barbecue. Glory to God. Glory. I, I, it was a, a religious experience. I was so touched, I thought if I was voting tonight, I would write in Dream Gland Barbecue. But uh, I'm just having fun. It was a wonderful time, and we're glad to be back in town this weekend. I want to give a special thanks to all of the trustees and uh, pastors and selection team, pastoral selection team, uh, just to say thank you for the opportunity to be here. And thank you to all of you for allowing me to come back. And uh, I thought that was funny. Pat, how you say, you're slowly moving down the nation, and uh, it is an honor that you even ask a Yankee to come down here to the state of Mississippi. So, I, again, I, I just ask that for the next 30 or so minutes that maybe we clear our mind uh, from this evening, and I want to preach unencumbered, and I don't want to think about tonight, I don't want to get stuck about, I want, I want a word of God to be given today. And I feel like God's gonna to touch somebody today. I really feel like that. You believe that today? Are you ready for the word today? All right. I wanna preach on surviving the storm. Everybody say surviving the storm. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today for your anointing in this place. Your spirit come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, and do something in this place that when we leave, we know, God, you did something in this house. In Jesus' name, and everybody shout it. Amen. Amen. Everybody say, surviving the storm. Allow me to give you a little bit of context to this text today. There is a man named Paul. He is imprisoned for preaching. He is put on a boat to be transported along with many other inmates. In fact, the scripture says that on this ship, there is around 276 people. And the scripture says that while they are in transit, a storm comes. A storm comes. That's where we pick up the story in Acts chapter 27. If you will, follow along with me. In the New Living Translation, it says, the terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last, all hope, not just a little bit of hope, not just some hope, but all hope was gone. 
And finally, Paul called the crew together and said, take courage, none of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me and he said, don't be afraid. Come on, ain't there something about that when God says, don't be afraid. Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. In other words, you're gonna get where you're going. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, and I love this next line, for I believe God, it will be just as he said. But we will be shipwrecked on an island. Everybody say surviving the storms. Meteorologists will tell you that at any given moment on earth, it is raining and storming somewhere. Just because it's raining in one city doesn't mean it's not raining in another city. Just because it doesn't rain in Columbus for a week doesn't mean it's not raining in Denver, Colorado. It could be raining in certain places of our life and not raining in other places of our lives. In fact, you could be living and having a great situation at home, but you could be living with a storm at work. You could have a great situation at work, but you're living with the storm at home. There can be financial storms or physical storms of health and spiritual storms, even emotional storms. In fact, I believe that there cannot all, there, in addition to external storms, I believe there are also internal storms. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And today, I want to break down a few different categories of storms and what we need to do when storms come, according to what we see in this text. Now, a couple of different categories, though there could be many, I just broke them down to three today. Are you ready? Somebody say, I'm ready. ready. Say, come on, Ethan, I'm ready. The first type of storms I believe we face are storms that are chosen. <laughs> storms that are chosen. These storms are the result of our poor choices in life. We don't always get what we want, but we always get what we choose. Our choices determine our direction, and our direction determine our destination. These storms are the result of our selfishness, our impatience, our lack of discipline. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We create these storms and get mad when it rains. And because of our decisions, we can easily sabotage ourselves. Now, I grew up in church my whole life, and we would do this thing at the beginning of services when I was a child. Somebody would say, uh, does anybody have a prayer request? Anybody go to church when they used to do that? You know, anybody got a prayer request? And, and somebody would say, hey, I got a prayer request. I need God to help my finances. I need God to do a supernatural miracle for me and my family financially. Now, don't misunderstand me. 
I absolutely believe that God can do the supernatural at any time, in any place, and he could shock you. God could do something for you that you could not believe it when it's over. I believe in miracles. While at the same time, I also believe in wisdom. That sometimes if we just had a little more wisdom, we wouldn't need to pray for so many miracles. And, and, and going to church, people would say, you know, I need God to do a financial miracle. And I would just be a little kid. And I'm not sure this is, I didn't hear from God. I'm not saying I'm being real spiritual. But I would wonder sometimes, do these people have a budget? Have they ever heard of Dave Ramsey? Or are you just praying for God to get you out of jail free card? Because if we were honest, some storms we face are storms that we chose our way into. There are sin storms. There are selfishness storms. There are things in our lives that if we're not careful, we chose our, our way into. When I think about this, I realize that many of us, including myself at times, can just blame. It's so easy to blame the devil, isn't it? It's just easy. It's just like the most, it's just, it sounds spiritual. You can get a little credit with some people. They're like, yeah, he knows. He gets it. It's the devil. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> we can't always blame the devil. You can't always blame the church. You can't always blame your spouse. You can't blame your job. You can't blame your boss. Because sometimes, let me just quote Pastor Chris Stapleton and say, I ain't got nobody to blame but me. Because sometimes we have chosen our way into storm, storms, and there are consequences to the storms that we face. There are consequences to the cho choices that we make. I think another type of storms that we face are storms that are chased. I'll just let it sit in the room for a minute. These are storms that are brought on by our appetite for drama. Does anybody know a storm chaser in the house? Storm chasers are everywhere. Storm chasers are divisive. Storm chasers are manipulative. Storm chasers are dramatic. I read this this week that drama normally doesn't just walk into your life. Either you create it, invite it, or associate with it. Have you ever noticed that the people who say they're not dramatic are the most dramatic people you have ever met? You ever go through social media and they're saying, I don't like, I hate drama. I'm like, baby, have you ever met you? Have you ever looked at you? Have you ever, do you own, do you ever read your own feed, baby? You are dramatic. Can I get an amen? amen. Here's what I need you to catch is that some storms are none of your business. Right? We get a little bit too much in the mix of what other people are doing, where other people are going, but let's just be honest. We just need to learn to stay out of other people's situations sometimes. Can I get a little help? Now, I believe right now that you're probably thinking of somebody. And if you're not, you are that somebody. <laughs> Storms that are chosen. Storms that are chased. 
And the final category where I will spend bulk of my time today is the storms that are certain. Storms that are certain. They are inevitable and often unexplainable. The reality of it is that we live in an imperfect world with imperfect people. And even Jesus said in John 16, he says, trouble will come. Trouble will come. Not maybe, not might, not kind of. Trouble will. With certainty, we know that trouble will come. Even Jesus, again, is quoted in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, where he said that it rains on the just as well as the unjust. That means that believers and unbelievers all have storms. That means that People who are good have storms and people who are bad have storms. That means that people who are rich have storms and people who are poor have storms. That means people who are red, people who are brown, people who are yellow, people who are black, people who are white. We all have have storms. It's like the great equalizer that there will be phone calls And there will be situations that in your life you did not expect, you cannot explain, you don't know how to reconcile. These are storms that just happen. A parental divorce, a terminal disease, sickness and funerals, loss and abuse. These are storms that we did not choose our way into. These are storms that we did not chase. These are storms that just because you're living, they just come your way. I wish I could tell you that if you know how to go to church, you don't have storms. I actually wish I could tell you that if you know how to worship real big and love God and, 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 and get on the serving team and get in a small group, that, that you won't experience storms. Now, there may be some storms that you may not face, maybe by your choices and your chasing. But when Jesus himself says, honey, it's going to rain on the just and the unjust, at the end of the day, we just have to know that if I'm a believer, not believer, if I'm up or I'm down, if I'm in or I'm out, at the end of the day, it's going to storm. It's going to storm. And the scripture says in verse 20, if you can go back to that verse, guys, it says this, that this terrible storm raged It raged for many days. That means that the storm can be terrible. Can be terrible. You can face terrible things. The next thing it says that the storm lasted a long time. Oh, oh man, long time. That's painful, isn't it? Bible says that one of the gifts or the fruits of the spirit is long suffering. In the scripture, we see that not only was the storm terrible, we find that the storm takes a long time. And the final thing we see is that the storm takes our hope. Did you catch that when we read it just a moment ago? It was a terrible storm. It lasted for for days until all hope was gone. That's when a storm can take a toll, is when the 
you start losing hope and you start losing options and you don't know where to turn and you don't know where to go. The Bible says that in this storm that the, that the ship that they were on actually was prophesied through Paul that it was going to sink. That what they were dependent on was not going to make it to where they needed to go. This ain't really part of my notes, but let me just say this. Some ships need to sink. I should have wrote that down. The way you responded makes me think I need to add it. Some ships need to sink. Because what if God is trying to get you to trust him and not the ship that you've built? And when you get to where God wants you to go, he, you will know that it was not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. Some of you thinking if I just dated him, it would get me where I need to go. God's like, let that ship sink. I know he's fine, but let him sink, baby. Some of us think that if I could keep this job or if I could live in this neighborhood, if I could just, we have our expectations, but God can never surpass your expectations if he always met them. And what God wants to do, possibly for someone today, is to lay to rest the things that you've been holding on to. And today God says, let us sink, let us sink. Look at somebody next to you and say, let us sink, let us sink. I should have wrote this, Lena, write this down. I gotta preach this sometime. Let it sink. Verse 44, the Bible says that the ship sinks and the people begin to jump overboard and to swim to a local island. And verse 44 says this, that the rest of the people, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they all, that they escaped all safe to land. Some storms come with this with collateral damage. With our families, some storms we face can affect our finances, our faith, our mind, our ministries, our health, our heart. Storms can take a toll. In fact, I believe if I were to go around the room today and just talk to a few of you, if you were honest, the storm has changed you probably quite a bit that who you were on the front end of some trouble, you're different on the back end of some trouble. And you feel like you're floating on fragments. You're, you're, you're hanging on to the pieces that are left. And, and, you're, and if we're not careful, we can catch ourselves looking at the sunk ships. We can catch ourselves staring at what we have lost, lamenting where we, what we didn't get to keep. Lamenting of the boat that didn't get to survive the storms that we expected would take us through. We, we are oftentimes lamenting over what we lost when God wants us to focus on what we have left. The Bible says that they begin to hold on to broken pieces. With just a little bit of what they had, they held on to what they had left. And it was by their holding on to the broken pieces was their survival guaranteed. Now catch this. What if what God wants for you in your future is contingent on your ability to hold on to what you have left? 
We're praying for God to do something supernatural. And God wants to know if you have the ability to hold on. They held on to broken pieces. They held on to broken dreams. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I feel like I'm talking to somebody in the room or maybe online that you need to be reminded to hold on to the broken pieces of a marriage. Hold on to the broken pieces of a family. Hold on to the broken pieces of a mind or your spirit. Hold on to the broken pieces of your home. Hold on to the broken pieces of your career. Hang on to the broken pieces of your life because at the end of the day, some miracles need you to hold on. Oh, I feel it now. Some miracles need you to do something, to hold on to something. Because watch this, broken pieces don't mean broken promises. God told you, Paul, that you will stand before uh, whoever. Caesar, thank you. You will stand. I got a lot going through my head right now, people. You will stand before Caesar. Don't let the storm shake you. Don't let the words break you. Don't let the confusion get to you. Because at the end of the day, if you can just hang on, you will get where I called you to go. Oh, I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to help you today. What the enemy is counting on is a letting go spirit. Letting go of families, letting go of churches, letting go of this, letting go of that, letting go of responsibilities, letting go. But what if today God is challenging you in the room or online that if you can just hang on, you're going to get to where God's called you to go. It may be on broken pieces, but you'll still get there. Years ago, many years ago, I, uh, my mother and father, I'm going to tell you this little bit of story, get to know me a little bit, but my mother and father... Uh, years ago, were pregnant with the child, and um, all the way up to full term, and lost that child in a stillbirth, very unexpected. And they were devastated. They were devastated. Didn't think they were going to make it through that. That's a storm. That's a storm. Some people have experienced that. I've never experienced that. I could not imagine. Listen, that's a storm. Living through lost Lauren, can you imagine that? I mean, Linda, the storm that they were living with in the 80s, can you imagine that, losing a child? My dad carried the coffin himself. Could you imagine? Well, some time goes by, and a friend of his, my dad was in a singing group and traveled all over the nation, and he took some time off. He's like, I've just lost a child. I, I just can't bounce back this quick. And so he ended up taking some time off, but ended up taking a booking in Rochester Hill, Michigan, up there by Troy in Detroit. And my dad was at this church, and there's about eight of them in this singing group. And they said, John, that's my dad. They said, we're going to go out flea market shopping or a yard sale today. Anybody like to yard sale? Yeah, yeah. He said, we're going to go out yard selling, John. Do you want to come with us? And my dad said, you know, I, I can't. I just want to stay at the church today. He's still grieving and wounded by what he went through. Well, a couple hours go by, and a man comes back, and his name is Glenn, who I still is in our part of our family, friend of our family. And Glenn came back and brought a little T-shirt. 
something like this. He bought at a yard sale, a little tiny baby T-shirt. And, and he went in and told my dad, he said, listen, John, I know it's hard. I know it's not easy. I know you've experienced some pain. But I want to give you this shirt because I really believe you're going to have another baby. I want you to believe God that you can have another child. And my father took the shirt reluctantly with pain in his eyes, sorrow in his heart. And my dad took that shirt and for years, or not years, for several years, my mother and father laid hands on a little shirt from a yard sale, yes. prayed over that little shirt and said, God, fill this shirt with a baby. Which is crazy. Can you imagine if God just did it right there? Like, oh my. <laughs> but he prayed. It's faith. Faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. Yes. Sometimes you got to just hang on by faith. Yes. Held that little shirt for years, praying, God, please fill this shirt with a baby. Well, they're at a little service one night, and a man named Eddie Morales, who still pastors to this day in Dayton, Florida, and uh, after service, this little country church, that's where I come from, little country churches, this little preacher, Eddie Morales, talks to my dad after the service, says, the Lord spoke to me during church about you and your wife. He started to cry. He said, God says, you're about to have a baby. He goes, but there's gonna be a scare. He goes, but this baby, the Lord told me to tell you he will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Yes. Months later, mom and dad got pregnant with me. <laughs> with me. I was premature. Not two, I think I was three or four weeks early, not much. And my lung collapsed, okay? And nowadays, your lung collapse handled a little differently. You know, they give you a sucker. You can go home in an hour. But when I was a baby, I, my lung collapsed, and so it was really scary, and I started having a lot of issues. Issues for days. My mother was in Orville Hospital. They sent me to Akron Children's Hospital, and they didn't know if I was gonna live or I was gonna die. It was really touch and go. But my dad kept saying, He'd hold this shirt and he'd say, that baby will live and not die. It may not be a lot. It may be a broken piece, but I, I believe it. God, you said through your man of God that that baby will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. He held on to that little shirt and they prayed and they believed God. 10 days, 10 days of not knowing if this little tiny Ethan Ricky Paul Boggs, that's all of my names. I may fit pretty good down here. <laughs> we didn't know if little Ethan Ricky Paul Boggs was gonna live. My dad went from Orville seeing my mom, went to go see my brothers and sisters at my granny's house, and this is before they have phones, cell phones. In my grandma's house, phone rang. 
And my dad answers it, and it was the hospital. Now, before this call, my dad was in and out of these hospitals checking on me, praying over this shirt. When he was leaving the Orville Hospital after seeing my mother, there was a little old church lady. Anybody know those ladies? Yeah, one of those real old school ladies, like hair up to here, dressed down to there. You know what I'm saying? You say, you see them, and you know they saved. <laughs> You're going straight to heaven. This little old lady caught my dad in the parking lot, and this is before social media. No one knew the story. No one was going on. She looked at my dad. She goes, John, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? They went to church together. My dad just started bawling his eyes out in Orville Dunlap Hospital parking lot. This little baby, he's sick, and doctor says he isn't going to make it, and we're scared, and my wife's here, and he's in Akron, and we're believing God, but I'm scared. This lady said, oh, well, wait a minute. We, we, don't be afraid. We're going to pray. I don't even know who that lady is, but I'm sure thankful that lady said, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. It's not your last, last resort. It's your first line of defense. Is there anybody thankful for prayer? This little old lady prays out in that parking lot. My dad drives to my granny's house. The phone rings. He picks it up. It's the hospital. Akron Children's, my hospital. And says, Mr. Boggs, about an hour ago, Ethan's vital signs completely dropped, and we almost lost him. Heartbeat was almost over. Breath became more shallow. And we were working on this little baby. I think they have some pictures. I'm not sure they got. I, I texted my mom last night to send some. I'm not sure they got. That's me. That's me. Dr. Wolf. Yep, big money and little money right there. That's us. <laughs> they thought I was going to go. And, and my dad's listening to this conversation thinking, I know what the man of God said. I know what the man of God said. I know what the man of God said. And they said, but something happened. <laughs> we know what happened. Something, something happened. And, and we don't know how it happened, but everything just, vital signs just upticked and he became stabilized. And Mr. Boggs, you can come get your baby tomorrow morning. Come on, I feel like somebody's gonna get a tomorrow morning miracle just because you can hang on to something that doesn't seem like it could work, but I feel like telling somebody if you can hang on, you will reap if you faint not. You will reap if you faint not. My dad goes to the hospital to get me. He's on his way in, and they got me all snug as a bug, in a rug. My dad says, hey, before I, we, they said, we got your little baby, Mr. Boggs. We got your little ginger redhead baby. <laughs> and my dad said, actually, can we, can we change his clothes? Because I want him to wear this. I want him to wear this. Because I've held on to this by faith. 
and it was just a piece of the ship. It was just a piece of what I expected, but I held on long enough, and on the other side of this battle, on the other side of this storm, I will live and not die declare the works of God. He is not a man that he should lie. I've come to prophesy to you today. If you can hang on, you will get to the other side. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout in this house. It's time to hang on. It's time to hang on. Hang on to your marriage. Hang on to your kids. Hang on to your future. Because it's not over till God says it's over. And when my little boy was born, his name's Judah Paul, he's, we're, we're two generations. He's got red hair too. When he was born, I told my wife, I said, I got something I want him to wear on the way home. And he wore the same shirt I wore on the way home from the hospital when I was born. You can remain standing. You don't have to have much to know how to hang on. You don't have to be perfect to hang on. You don't gotta know every word of the Bible and every scripture memorized and every, just, just the ability to hang on. You, you can have bad days and hang on. You can have good days and hang on. And I wanna pray with you today that today you're gonna hang on. You're not gonna quit. Your story's not over. God's not finished with you yet. Mom, he's not finished. Dad, he's not finished. Well, what my teenagers acting crazy? You just hang on. Because if you raise them up in the way they should go, he already told you, you're going to stand before Caesar. He's already told you. When they're older, they won't depart from it. Just hang on. It may not look how you want it to look. It may not feel how you want it to feel. But I feel like telling someone today, if you can hang on, anything can happen. You know, Jesus in his last moments on earth could have called angels from heaven to pull him from the suffering that he faced. Did you know that? Carl's scripture says that he could have called legions to leave the suffering. But he refused to leave because he knew about Carl. He knew about Stephen. He knew about Pat. He, he knew about you. He knew about, he knew about me. So what did he do? He held on. When he went on the cross, that I've heard people say this, that, that it wasn't the nails that held him on, it was his love. Because he knew how to hold on. He knew how to hold on and say, I, I, I want to make sure they get to heaven. I'm going to make sure they get their healing. I'm going to make sure they're going to get their victory. I'm going to make sure they're going to get delivered. I'm going to make sure they're going to get power because I'm going to hang on. In the room today, with eyes closed all over the room. I wanna pray for you today. If you say, I just need help hanging on. 
Pastor Ethan, I need help hanging on. I've got my focus all over the place, and I just want to hang on with everything I got. I've come to tell you today, don't quit Vibrant Church. You just keep hanging on. There's a lady right in front of me. You're right here. You, right there. I've been watching you. Your story's not over. You keep connecting to me. I know there's a lot of people in the room. There's cameras. This is awkward. I don't know your name. I don't know your story. I don't know where you're from. I don't know if you're from the Golden Triangle. I, don't, I can't figure this place out yet. I still use a GPS, but I'm telling you right now, God is not done with you yet. And don't let the devil control the narrative. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. If you're in the room and you say, I just need help hanging on, will you do me a favor? Will you just raise a hand to heaven and say, God, help me hang on? Will you help me hang on? Will you help me hang on? I'm gonna do something. I didn't plan on doing this, and I, I don't know who to ask permission to do it, uh, but can I do it? Can I do it? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I ain't voted in yet. I'm making some uh, risky moves. <laughs> if you're in the room right now, and, and they're gonna play for a minute, but, but I don't care if it's just one of you. But if you're in the room today and you say, I want help hanging on, I just want you to come up here. It's just, well, I grew up, we called it, we called it the altar call. Can I just open the invitation, just stand right here, just come and say, God, I need help hanging on. I need help hanging on. Come on, let them know you appreciate it. Support them, love them. I need help hanging on. Come on, guys, scoot in for me, scoot in. If you want some distance, that's okay, I understand. We're not done yet, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Come on in, guys. They're still coming. They're still coming. We're not done. We're going to keep hanging on, man. We're going to keep hanging on. Come on. Marriages are being restored right now. Keep moving in, guys. This is beautiful, isn't it? These are, these are, these are people the devil thought he was going to get today. These are people the devil thought he was going to beat today. But somebody came up holding the T-shirt that it's not over till God says it's over. It's not over till God said, I'm going to hang on. 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 You hear me, man? Don't you quit. Don't you throw in the towel. Don't you quit. Your heart's heavy. Your heart's heavy. Your heart's heavy, honey. It's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. God's with you. He's never left you. Even when others have left you, I've never left you. I've never forgot about you, God says to you today. I've never lost track of you. I've got a tracking system on you that it doesn't matter where you go, I'll find you. David said it like this, though I make my bed in hell, you're there. You're there. Come on, I'm not quitting. You guys don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Come on, mama. It's okay. You're not gonna quit. Not gonna quit. We're gonna make this work. We're gonna make this work. God, I thank you for this couple standing in front of me, that you're gonna do something here. It's not over till God says it's over. It's not over till God says it's over. We're hanging on, we're hanging on. Two girls right here crying, it's not over. Don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. Don't throw in the towel, it's not over. You believe that? I believe that. I don't know where the worship, the singers are, but can we get them just for a minute? I don't know where you guys are, but come on, let's just raise our hands or maybe put your hands out. Father, in the name of Jesus, we will not quit. We will not quit. We will not quit. We will not throw in the towel. We will not throw in the towel. It is not over. I'm going to hold on to what's left. 
I'm going to hold on to what's left. Sister right here in the blue, don't you dare give up. Don't you dare quit. It's on you. You got a legacy on you. There's people watching you, people observing you, and your influence. You holding on, they're going to hold on. They're going to hold on. In the name of Jesus, we're not quitting. We're not quitting. We're not quitting, Jesus, Jesus. We're not quitting, Jesus. This is a woman that's held on. You've held on a long time. You've held on a long time. Weeping may endure for the night, <laughs> but joy is coming in the morning. Joy is coming in your morning. The sun's about to come up. The sun's about to come up. In the name of Jesus. 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 Do the work, God. I'm going to hang on. I'm never going to quit. I'm always going to stay in the game. I'm always going to stay in the game. I'm always going to stay in the game. I pray for Mildred as he stands in the front. Do a work, God. I'll never quit. I'll never quit. I want to hang on. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Do it for the sky.
You're going to hang on. You're not going to throw in the towel. Because I feel like there's some babies that God's just wanting to give. But he's waiting on someone that can hold on to a t-shirt and it's crazy enough. Let me tell you something crazy. I got to go. What time is it? Okay, we got to go. Other service going to have to wait. We having church now. I'm just... I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna put you back in just a minute. They're gonna come. But you know what's crazy? I didn't know this till later. My dad, when he was, uh, when he did the whole, uh, you know those cards that say, I don't know if they do it anymore, but he's a, it's a boy, happy, healthy, eight pound, two pound, baby Jesus or whatever, and they send it out, okay? Well, I was sick and maybe dying. And my father, by faith, filled all of them out and said he's a healthy, bouncing baby boy. By faith, he did that. Didn't know, didn't know, could have turned out bad, but he just held on because that's what, that's what we do, right? We're people of faith. We don't quit. We don't quit. We hang on. Yes, sir. God loves you, man. It's not over. He's going to stir new things in you. He's going he's to birth new things. Let me turn my mic. What are you doing, Pastor Ethan? I don't know. I don't know. Just waiting, just letting it sit for a second. Letting the Holy Spirit do some cutting right now. Oh, this feels good, don't it? Feels good, don't it? I thought when I was in worship, I thought this feels like, uh, I feel an anointing in the room unique when I was sitting in worship. I didn't know it was gonna be like this. You gonna hang on, church? Come on. Give God a praise in this house. On your way back to your seat, fist bump somebody, tell somebody you love them. Make sure you go back to your seat. They're coming, Trey's coming right now to give you some further direction. We love you. Vibrant, I love you. I'm thankful for you. Your best days are ahead, amen? Hey, thanks. Come on, as you're making your way back to your seats, we're gonna close quickly, I promise give you a little bit of time because I want us to I want us to pray over this moment before we go any further hey real quick um, just want to ask and, uh, and we're gonna, I'm going to do this uniquely if that's okay we're, I'm not going to ask you to bow your head or close your eyes but if you say um, Trey I need to give my life to Jesus today because uh, that's the only way I'm going to be able to hold on is, is with Jesus in my life. And you may say, I just, man, I've been running for a little while. Maybe you grew up in church. I don't know if you have that background. I, I don't know. But you just say, Trey, today's the day I need to give my life to Jesus with, uh, <laughs> with every head lifted and every eye open. Come on, would you just be bold? Uh, on the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to lift your hand. One, two, three. Just shoot your hand up. I see it. Come on. Come on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, really quickly, I want us to pray. Um, I want us to pray, and you just repeat this prayer after me. Church family, we're going to do this together. Say, dear Jesus, we love you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for redeeming me. I give you my life. 
Teach me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, can we celebrate everyone that made that decision?